I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about your health as a business owner, your self-care as a business owner. And before you turn off this episode, we're going to talk with somebody who says, guess what? It's okay if you don't do it perfectly. So that's why she's here. So I'm going to bring Hallie on to tell her story and tell us what we can do when we actually are running real businesses and our schedules can get a little messy. So Hallie, thank you so much for joining me today. Dawn, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me on. Why don't you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yeah. So my name is Hallie Brooke. I say that I am a nutrition coach and health coach by trade. So I'm a nationally board certified functional medicine health coach. And then I have become a business coach by default and I've become a business coach. I serve entrepreneurs and executives who are running businesses that are successful, but it's running them into the ground. And the reason I kind of made that pivot is because in my practice, I had so many business owners and executives and entrepreneurs coming to me for functional medicine and for things that could have been so easily prevented if they hadn't had the kind of stress that they were dealing with, if they had been able to run their businesses in ways that didn't run themselves into the ground. And so from Live Nourish Coaching, the nourished entrepreneur has grown out of it. And here we are. I love that. So this is the the question that I hear sometimes. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, a lot of us run brick and mortars. A lot of us have products led. A lot of us have online stores. A lot of us have seasonal businesses, right? So it runs the spectrum. But, you mm-hmm. know, not everyone can do the 5 a.m. club. Not everyone can do these things. And when you read these personal development success books or when you listen to podcasts on these things and they tell you, have this morning routine, I want to know your opinion. And I really want to know. What is your experience working with these higher level professional entrepreneurs and executives about this idea of like having this strict morning routine where you can get your self-care and wellness in? Is it really possible for everyone? It is absolutely possible and it is absolutely not possible for everyone. You know, there's a bunch of really great books like Tiny Habits and uh, Habits for Highly Effective People. And a lot of them center on a morning routine, you know, like you get up and you're supposed to exercise and drink water and do 30 minutes of medication. It's this, you know, two hour process. And for some people that works really well. And then for some people that works absolutely horribly, it's not sustainable. It doesn't work. And so the way that I work with people is first, we figure out kind of who you are and what your rhythm is. There are sleep rhythms for people who are, you know, more active at night, people who are more active in the morning, people who are more active in the middle of the day. And so the first thing we do is I treat my clients like experts in themselves. You know, I'm an expert in nutrition counseling and health coaching and business and executive coaching, but they're an expert in themselves and in their own bodies. And so the first thing we say is, okay, are you a morning person? If you're a morning person, let's leverage that. Are you a night person? If you're a night person, let's leverage that. You know, if you run a brick and mortar and you know, you're a restaurant owner and your main hours are two to 11 PM. And then you come home at 11 PM and you're super wired and you're not tired yet. Let's leverage that. We figure out who they are and what their business is 
require of them. And then we build a routine around them instead of trying to build their lives around a routine. Yeah, that's so important. I think that sometimes we get so busy in doing the business thing that uh, we don't necessarily build routines because I'll be honest, reading some of these things, I sometimes feel like we would be set up to fail. I'm just talking from my own experience, but I read these books. I'm like, man, you know, I I just am not a 4 a.m. get up and meditate kind of person. (laughs) Me neither. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It just, it just doesn't do that. But does that mean that I can't be successful, you know, as an entrepreneur? So if you were to say the top three habits that somebody should build in within a 24 hour day, scheduling Mm -hmm. aside, learning their body rhythms aside, what are the top three things everybody who is running a business or an executive should be at least trying to get in every 24 hours? Absolutely. Moving your body somehow that can be a walk. That can be a workout. That can be desk breaks. That can look a lot of ways, but moving your body, eating nourishing food. So, you know, some of my executives, they're like, I have business lunches with clients every single day. I can't bring my own lunch. I don't have a hundred percent control. So what we say is, okay, what are our non-negotiables? Our non-negotiables are that four days a week, it needs to be something that nourishes your body. So nourishing food and then pausing and breathing, taking one minute. And I literally mean for some of my executives, one minute out of the day to pause and go. And that's it. Like that's all it takes. But those three things, moving, choosing nourishing food and, and breathing, reducing your stress intentionally, getting out of your sympathetic nervous system, even for 60 seconds are the top three things. Now that's an interesting number. So I honestly thought if I had to pre-think, I was going to say, oh, she's going to tell us to get nine hours of sleep and drink water. So why are the things that, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was thinking. So why why are the other ones actually more important and better for us? So moving, breathing and eating. So let's start with eating, right? Eating, nourishing food. What we put in our body is our fuel period, end of discussion. If you put diesel in a gas car, it's going to break the car. If you put gas in a diesel car, same thing. So what we are putting in our body three, four, five times a day is the absolute most important thing that you can do. If you're putting crap in your body, you're going to feel like crap. If you're putting excellent food in your body, you're going to feel excellently. So food and fuel is the most important thing. Moving your body is actually one of the things that helps us sleep better. A lot of people get really wrapped around the axle on sleep, but if we put some of these things in our daily routine that actually help our body feel like we've accomplished something during the day, then we sleep better. So yes, getting good quality sleep is incredibly important, but setting yourself up to get that good quality sleep is even more important because if you set yourself up well, then sleep will just happen. Um, And then breathing. So why do I say breathing? The CDC, whatever we think of them, um, now says that stress, chronic stress and a sedentary lifestyle are more deadly than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day which is, that's a pretty strong statement. Our stress response for, you know, a minute to a couple minutes and then be done. But in our current day society, especially as business owners, 
our stress levels, our cortisol levels are through the roof. Our heart rates go up every single time we open our email or look at our phone. Um, we are dealing with chronic stress on levels that we've never seen before, and it is destroying our bodies from the inside out. And so taking a second to pause and help your body move back into that parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system or that rest and digest, that is one of the most important things that you can do for your body. And again, sleeping and drinking water will go into that. A lot of times I'll have my executives, you know, pause for a minute, take a breath and drink water. But that's why I say movement, fuel, and breathing are the most important things. Yes, water and sleeping are important, but if we do the other things, we'll set ourselves up for that pretty easily. Yeah. You just blew my (laughs) mind about the new (laughs) That's the new guidance. Wow. So that's great. I mean, these things are awesome. And I am going to kind of ask you what kind of tips you can do to to put those into your schedule, right? So I Mm -hmm. use calendar reminders for things, but I'll be honest with you. After, you know, a couple of weeks, I start to ignore my calendar reminders. So if I want to remind myself to stop and breathe, or if I wanted to remind myself to, you know, have lunch, because I'm going to talk for myself and some other people that I know that is like lunch, what is lunch? (laughs) Yep. They'll do in the afternoon, right? So how do we make these adjustments to make sure that these three most important things actually happen and get in our schedule and not just in our head? Yeah. Great question. I think what you just brought up is really important. And I think a lot of people have that experience that, you know, I set up this really great habit and then I just start to ignore my habit. Well, why are we ignoring that habit? Why are we ignoring that calendar notification? Because it's not actually a habit. Our habit is to run from one thing to the next without pausing to think about it. And so putting in that calendar reminder, if we just ignore it, that becomes a habit. So how do we do that? The first thing that I do with clients is I help them determine what their non-negotiables for well-being are. When I say well-being, I mean physical, mental, emotional. And so we kind of clear the table and we say, okay, first of all, are you well right now? And most executives who come to me are like, if I said, how well are you? 10 being I am on the beach in Mexico having an awesome time and one being I'm ripping my hair out. Um, Most of my executives come to me somewhere between like a two and a four doing great. And so I say, okay, clear the table for a second. What would it take for you to be well in order to move that needle and get you closer to a 10? What would it look like? And usually they say things like, well, reducing my stress and eating better and exercising and doing all these things that I know I'm supposed to do. And we say, okay, so we're going to start by setting a baseline of non-negotiables. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to use eating, eating, nourishing food as an example. We're going to say, okay, cool. Eating nourishing food is your baseline. That's going to help us move the needle. Now we're going to look at the reality of what life looks like. And if we're saying that that's a non-negotiable, now we're going to figure out how to do that. So there are seasons in life where you can absolutely come home at five and cook a nourishing meal with your family and sit down at the table. And then there are seasons in life where that is absolutely not an option. Um, I'm thinking about one of my clients who runs a construction company. And so in the summer, he's going, you know, all out dawn to dusk. And in the winter, he has absolutely nothing to do. And so if his non-negotiable, if one of his non-negotiables is to eat nourishing meals, if he's saying, I want to have a nourishing real food 
vegetable based dinner every single night, we say, okay, cool. In the winter, you can cook that. Like that's easy in the summer. That's not an option. So we're going to budget for something like hungry root or, you know, one of those meals that come in a box that takes five minutes to create, but it's real whole foods in the summer. We're going to budget for that so that you have that option in the summer. We're going to have a blender in your truck. This is one of his things with, you know, a cooler in the back with smoothie fruit and all of these things. And you're going to make a smoothie for dinner. And that's what we're going to do because your non-negotiable is to eat healthy food. That doesn't mean that it has to look the exact same season to season and day to day. Oh, wow. That is, that's awesome. So (laughs) how many like non-negotiables do you have people typically set up Because I think too many might be overwhelming in the beginning and too Mm -hmm. few might set you up for only doing this one track thing and ignoring the other pillars you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. So we have three. So I asked my clients, what would it look like for you to have nourishing nutrition? What would it look like for you to have nourishing movement? And what would it look like for you to have a nourished spirit? Those are the three things. And then We kind of work through three phases when people first start working with me. We do a healing phase, a reviving phase, and then a thriving phase. And so the things that are in those baselines change as we get traction and we start to design our lives around what we want our lives to be instead of what we've kind of defaulted to our lives being because of the way that we're running our business. And so those the things that are in those baselines change, but those baselines don't change. We say nourishing nutrition, nourishing movement, nourishing spirit. What does it look like for you to do that in this season? So for example, one of the clients that I work with was, I mean, just really struggling. She was eating you know, lunches with clients and dinner was fast food takeout. She wasn't eating breakfast hardly ever. Um, snacks were, you know, like the candy in her employee's drawer. And so we said, okay, what would it look like in this first phase for you to have a nourishing food? And she said, you know what? I would like to start with just having a balanced breakfast. Great. Okay. So in this phase of getting things to where we want them to be, our baseline is going to be having a nourishing breakfast and that's it. And then she worked with me over the course of a year. And now her baseline is that she eats nourishing food, three meals a day, six days a week. That's her baseline, but that's not where we started. And we had to work there step by step while also designing her business in a way that allowed that. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Not only, you know, how you start and grow in that, but also the idea that we should be looking at seasons for wellness and self-care. Mm-hmm. And what I just think you did was you gave permission to people not to make excuses, right? So <laughs> you know, we're in this challenging season because, you know, for us, we have events or summer comes up and we have these things that we do. And you know what? I'm sitting here thinking, wow, you know, that's no kind of excuse. If I have a non-negotiable, I have to be creative to solve that, I guess, problem of getting it done or something. And the idea of the blender and the truck and things, that's very interesting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the other thing I think I have with this is why do we maybe put self-care second behind the business and maybe give ourselves kind of this permission or excuse when we know, at least in our minds, most of us know that we have to be healthy and thriving in order to make those important business decisions and grow our companies? Yeah, such a great question. Honestly, I think there's three reasons for that. 
Reason number one, our culture in the United States, especially if we look at other cultures like France, France thinks we're crazy, but in our culture, in U.S. culture, hustle is value. Being busy means you're worthy. And that is such BS. I mean, that's a total lie. There's studies from Forbes magazine that says that in business leaders who score in the top 50% of a wellness profile made more money than business leaders who scored in the bottom percent. But we have this deeply ingrained idea that the, the more busy we are, the better we're doing. And so I think that's part of it is we have to actually change our mindset and understand, you know what, me taking a walk at lunch is actually going to benefit my business more than me working through lunch. And that is a mindset shift that every single entrepreneur and executive that I've worked with has had to to battle with. And it's so fun to see them get on the other side and watch their businesses grow and watch their marriages thrive and watch them enjoy life more. But I think that's the first piece. I think the second piece is we're focused on the wrong things. Um, We're focused on business and our bottom line and getting that one extra client in the door or, you know, making that one additional sale instead of the fact that our businesses rely on us. And if we're not well, our business isn't well. And then I think the third thing is we truly believe that we can be second. We truly believe that everything else is more important than us. And I think this is a chronic issue in entrepreneurs and business owners is we are entrepreneurs and business owners because we have a passion and a calling and a mission to do what we do. Just to give you two examples, I have a coach who I work with who's an absolute amazing trauma coach, and she has a mission. Like She is absolutely changing the world one client at a time. And then I have a client who runs a HVAC company. He's one of the executives that I work with and he's changing the world one client at a time because they provide really high quality service to their people instead of those HVAC companies that just charge you a ton and don't really do much for you. And so that passion, that desire, that belief for what we do overrides our own personal needs. And there's there's some beauty in that. Entrepreneurs are passionate, powerful, capable people. And it's amazing. And there is enormous detriment in that because what happens is these people build businesses that don't function without them. And when they get sick, it's not an, if they get sick, it's a, when they get sick, everything falls apart around them and it's worse than it would have been before. So I think those three things we're focusing on our bottom line more than we're focusing on ourselves. We don't actually believe that taking care of ourselves will profit our business. And we're so focused on the mission of our business and our company that we completely lose ourselves in the soup. I'm not the only one who's going to see myself in any of those examples. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So what an awesome conversation. So where can people find you and learn more about your coaching and how you help people. And I'm blown away because you really have given me a lot to think about. So where can people find you? Yeah, thank you. So our website, www.livelivenourished, N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D, coaching.com, livenourishedcoaching.com. And then that's our functional medicine site. You'll go up to the top where it says work with us. You'll click the drop down that says the nourished entrepreneur. 
And right there, you can schedule a totally free consult with me. And my goal with a free consult is it's not a sales call. It's a let's figure out where you're at and where you want to be and how to get there call. So free consult. I would absolutely love to talk to you. I love this. Okay. So we're (laughs) going to put that link down inside the show notes so that in the future, whenever you're listening to this particular episode, you can get hooked up with Hallie. You can talk to her. And if you are putting yourself second, and if you did not listen to this episode and feel like, oh, wow, I (laughs) you need to maybe change priorities and maybe have lunch. Just don't know what to tell you, because I think you made it really, really clear to people that we need to sit with this and change our mindsets about running our companies while putting ourselves second or last. Yes. Agreed. And it's only, if you don't, it's only a matter of time until your body forces you to. Either you get to choose it now for yourself or your body will choose it later for you. And it's going to suck a lot worse later. Right. Let me ask one more question. So I know we're stopping up, but you know, (laughs) this, I guess I don't even know how to phrase this question because it may sound a little weird, but this sounds to me like this is different than let's just say burnout, right? I mean, what you're talking about is this is high level functioning executives, business owners that this is beyond just a burnout thing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, burnout happens when we don't take care of ourselves. And I have a number of clients who are dealing with burnout, but this is more than that. This is this is, you are a human period end of discussion. Yes. You're a business owner. Yes. You're a husband or a wife or a mom or a son or a daughter or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're a human. And the only reason that you get to do what you get to do, the only reason you get to run your business is because you have a body that you live in and a brain that functions that drives that stuff forward. And so it's just like a car. If you don't take your car in for regular oil changes, we all know what's going to happen. Your oil is going to burn up, your engine is going to burn out, and your car is going to be worthless. We're the same thing. If we don't take ourselves in for regular oil changes, and because we're humans, that's not like a once a month thing. That's a three times a day thing. We are going to burn up the engine. And yeah, we'll probably end up in mental burnout, but we're going to end up in physical burnout too. And physical burnout looks like chronic fatigue, IBS, cancer, thyroid disorders, adrenal dysfunction, Alzheimer's disease. Like that's what we're looking at. Yeah, this is, I think what I wanted to make sure we were very clear on is, you know, burnout and maybe needing to step away and feeling overwhelmed and stuff is very different from your health being affected to the point where you get sick and you're admitted to the hospital or something happens because you are, like you said, your engine is no longer functioning. And so you cannot run your business. It's incredibly incredibly difficult to run your business from a hospital. Um, (laughs) Or impossible. Yep. Depending on what level you're at. Or can be impossible. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for coming on here and, you know, talking about this topic. I think for a lot of us, it's an uncomfortable topic and thing to face because I think in our heads, we know Uh, But I think we don't give it maybe the attention it deserves because we think we're invincible. As long as today I'm currently making these decisions and running around, we're actually not looking at what could happen by putting ourselves second. So this this is an incredibly important conversation. So thank you so much for joining me today. Don, thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. 
All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at donkkennedyxo on Instagram and on Facebook at donkkennedymentor. I'll see you next time.